First off, all the news you need to start your day. Good morning, you're listening to News Talk with me, Shane Beatty. It's Tuesday the 5th of September. I hope you're well. Coming up. We do encourage parents to hold off giving children smart devices. 40% of teenagers experiencing cyberbullying and search for a new PSNI chief begins after Simon Byrne's resignation. Plus we'll have all the other news making the headlines and the latest in sport and entertainment. But first up this morning, a new study into cyberbullying has found 40% of secondary school pupils have experienced harassment online. The report from CyberSafe Kids also found one in four children aged between 8 and 12 have experienced cyberbullying. Over 5,000 children were surveyed, with 26% saying they'd seen something online that upset or scared them. Alex Cooney is the CEO of CyberSafe Kids and says parents have to show their children it's okay to speak out if they're being attacked online. This is really concerning, especially as it relates to more serious and more persistent cases. We'd really urge parents, teachers to encourage children to come forward, uh, to be upstanders for other children uh, so that if they see something that's not right, that they do report it to a trusted adult so that we can really try and reduce uh, the level, these numbers of, of children who are experiencing harm online. Children with disabilities are being forced to stay in hospitals, residential centres and special schools because there aren't supports to care for them at home. A new report from the Ombudsman for Children shows they are being left in emergency departments, schools and respite centres by desperate parents. News Talk's Alan Cantwell has more. The Nowhere to Turn report highlights the plight of some children and how the failure by the state is impacting their right to grow up within their families. The children can, in some cases, remain in what the report describes as inappropriate settings for weeks, sometimes months, due to the failure by the HSE to ensure an adequate range of placement options if they cannot return home. The report highlighted the case of one teenager who has a mild intellectual disability and ASD, who had to live in a respite centre for nine months after her parents struggled for years to access the right services to help them safely take care of her at home. The Ombudsman for Children, Dr Niall Muldoon, said parents are at their wits' end trying to access adequate supports and services for the children. The DUP is welcoming the resignation of the Chief Constable of the PSNI. Simon Byrne has stepped down after a number of controversies, including a major data breach last month. Details of 10,000 officers were put online by mistake. Alison Morris is the crime correspondent with the Belfast Telegraph. He was pretty gaff prone, let's face it. There was a lot of times when he you know, put his foot in it, he said things that maybe he shouldn't have. And also we're hearing he's quite a stubborn person and wasn't really great at taking advice of others when they warned him to maybe slow down or stay clear of certain subjects. And that got him into trouble as time went on. The Justice Minister says an increase in penalty points for speeding could be a way to deal with the rise in the number of road deaths. Gardaí will finish their National Slowdown Day campaign at 7 o'clock this morning, checking over 142,000 vehicles for speeding since the same time yesterday morning. So far this year, there have been 127 deaths on Irish roads. Minister Helen McEntee says the government is looking at different ways to reduce the number of speeding motorists. It's everything from increased enforcement through Angarda Siakana, it's about an increased number in go-safe vans, it's about changes perhaps to policy or legislation, and I know Minister Jack Chambers is looking at potential changes to penalty points because that in itself does change behaviours. 
More than 5% of adults are actively living with symptoms of long COVID in Ireland. According to a survey commissioned by independent TD Dennis Nocton, 76% of those with symptoms of long COVID say their ability to perform daily tasks has been reduced. A similar study commissioned last year found 6% of adults were reporting symptoms of long COVID. Dennis Nocton says nearly 200,000 people are affected by the condition over 190,000 people right across this country, uh, which is a significant number of people. And there's a huge range of impact that this uh, is having on them. Some of them, it's relatively minor. Some people are in a situation where they're not able to get out of bed in the morning or function on a day-to-day basis. Many charities here are struggling to retain the staff, meaning vital services aren't being provided. That's according to The Wheel, which acts as the National Association for Charities. Over 35,000 organisations are being celebrated today to mark International Day of Charity. The Wheel's campaign manager, Emily Burke, says most charities are dependent on volunteers because they can't afford to take people on full-time. The nature of many of these state-funded charity contracts Um, is that they can't afford to pay staff based on their funding the same rates that they would get working in the private sector or in the public sector. So the really, really big crisis that many charities are facing at the moment is around this question of pay parity. In entertainment news, tributes are continuing to be paid to the Smash Mouth lead singer Steve Harwell, who's died at the age of 56 from liver failure. US TV host Carson Daly says he brought joy to millions with his music. The band enjoyed success throughout the 1990s and 2000s. Their cover of All Star and I'm a Believer featured in the film Shrek. His manager Robert Hayes has called Steve Harwell a larger-than-life character. And in sport in soccer, an update is expected later on the scan which John Egan underwent yesterday. The Sheffield United defender picked up a knock playing in their Premier League draw with Everton at the weekend. The Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny will not want to be without the 30-year-old Cork native for the upcoming European Championship qualifiers. Ireland take on France in Paris on Thursday, ahead of the Dutch visiting Dublin on Sunday. Centre-back Nathan Collins feels Ireland are getting closer and closer to a big result. We know how tough they are, but I've said uh, the manager gives me so much confidence. The staff give me so much confidence, so I'm going into the game full of confidence, full of ready to go for them. You know, ready to go off to war for them and putting the best performance we can. And listen, if we play any way that we did from home, you know they're going to have to be really good as well on the day to beat us. So it's going to be a good game. And that is first up for this morning. Please start your day with us again here tomorrow. In the meantime, you can check out all the news you need on Newstalk.com. <laughs>